0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat,
1: Sleep, Suplex, Retweet.
0: Hello, hello, and welcome once again to ESSR Central here on Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. I'm your host, as always, Ross McLeod, joined by a very special guest, John Isherwood. John, how are you?
1: hello i'm very good thanks ross you're all good
0: i'm good mate i'm good back on central on a week that has provided so much content you know last week we were scrimping you know <laughs> we had all out and that was it this week we've got we have a new wwe champion to talk about we have a massive dynamite coming up to talk about we have nxt rebranding smackdown and msg WWE is going back to Saudi Arabia by popular demand. So much to talk about and more. Ring of Honor, Death Dishonor to touch on as well. So much to talk about this week. And we've talked about so much on our massive back catalogue here at Eat Sleep Suplex retweet, which you can find on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, and all good Android podcasting sites, news, reviews, interviews, and previews, and of course at Suplex Retweet, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Friend Finder, Bebo, you name it, we're on
1: it. <laughs> is Bebo still going?
0: Bebo is still going, yes. Wow. Follow us on Bebo. We will give you one of our three loves for today. And, of course, Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet community uh, on Facebook. Join in the conversation. We'll end the show every week with Campbell's question. David Campbell will post a question every week. On the community page, we'll read it. Put your questions, sorry, put your answers to other questions there, and we'll read it out on air. Easy for me to say. Um, On a week with so much happening, I think there's only one place to start, and that's the fact that Big E is WWE champion, John. How do you feel about that?
1: Well, I definitely put him in my top eight on MySpace right now. That's uh, no doubt about that. (laughs) Uh, Amazing. I've I've been a fan of, of E for a while it's so good to see him get that title and it was a genuinely great moment a uh, moment sorry i got choked up thinking about it uh it was a genuinely <laughs> great moment uh when it happened and I-, I think that the spoiler as it were when he put it out as a tweet saying you know i'm cashing in tonight that wasn't a bad thing yeah that was a pretty bold move and I, yeah I think there are reasons behind it which I yeah you know, I will explain if if you want but um putting the belt on Big E is great N- you yeah, Lashley's been a, a, a good champion he's putting some good performances maybe it's slightly just run its course right now and there wasn't really any more road for him to go down and he needs a little bit of a, a quick reboot but putting it on Big E, who is so popular. He's gone over completely organically. He's a WWE guy. He's mad popular with everybody backstage and so over with the fans. Prime decision. Absolutely wonderful. Great to see Big E as champ.
0: So you said you'd explain it. Why do you think it's not a bad thing that they quote-unquote spoiled it? Well,
1: spoilers sometimes aren't bad. I don't mind spoilers in many ways because Mm. I want to see how it plays out. If somebody tells you something like, oh, this is going to happen, great, but how do we do it? I want to see it in action. So I don't mind that kind of stuff. But also, I mean, that is a a cue for people to watch that show. They're going to be going, right, okay, Big E's cashing in. Yeah, he, he should win it because when you're cashing the money in the bank, you... Win. That's pretty much what happens. There's only been a couple of failures in the past. So the chances of him winning are very high. And to see that is a big thing. But when's it going to happen? How's it going to happen? Who's he cashing in against? Because there was a title match on that show. And putting that out there gave people a bit of a head-turning notice to go, oh, hang on, something's big's going on on Raw tonight. And they were going up against, I think it was the first one, Monday Night Football of the season. Yeah, and it was a big Which, game as well. So, like, to get in there and go right, well, hang on a minute. Yeah, all right, huge, huge football game on, but look, we're doing something pretty special over here as well. So, why don't you come and see us, and see what's happening?
0: They, they did it uh, before as well. Not so much a spoiler, but more a more a change to the card. I think they knew they were going up. They were going up against the presidential debate uh, when it was no mercy. Oh, yeah, and they moved the main event to the first match they had cena cena a j Ambrose kick off the show mm. and that that's not a, like people are like, oh my God, well, no, not really, because it kicks off the show in a hot way, and it, if it's like a, a hot start, maybe it will keep people you know it might not keep certain people people might be right I'll watch this, and then off we go but they've done this before and as you said, it's not as if they tweeted out WWE tweeted out, by the way Big E's cashing in tonight, no Big E said he was cashing Mm. in and it's not really a spoiler when you think about it because how many times have wrestlers called their shot and said I'm cashing in at Wrestlemania or I'm going to wait till you're champion and cash in and then they just haven't done it, they've cashed in at a different time so I honestly thought it was going to be the start of uh, weeks of teasing and weeks of, you know, false cash-ins and MVP getting involved and, you know, Randy Orton and Riddle getting involved because um, the WWE have announced the draft for October 1st, SmackDown, October 4th, Raw. Um, Big E was set to cash in on the first night of the draft. Uh, which originally was meant to be the end of August, they've now changed that. Obviously, because we're in September. <laughs> but yeah, Biggie. The rumor was he was going to cash in on the draft show. WWE apparently have changed. Rumors are it's because of the strong Dynamite number. Other rumors are it was Monday Night Football, but they needed a big rating, so they've moved it to to now. And I don't think many people are upset with it. I think many people are saying, "Well, actually, it's about time Biggie was WWE champion."
1: Hundred percent, hundred percent. It's about time he, he he got it, and it's a real feel-good moment for Biggie and the fans. And that pop was just amazing. There's lots of reasons that people could probably think that they're going to, you know, going to make a big reaction to Dynamite winning the demo or or whatever, and. That's probably there, but I mean, I st- I'm still in the mindset that Vince does not consider AEW competition in the way that he'd consider WCW competition back in the day. Now, obviously, we know that it's probably a little bit different in our eyes as we see it because they're two competing yeah. promotions, but Dynamite's not on the same night as Raw. So yep. whatever, whatever he does on Raw doesn't affect what's going to happen on a Wednesday night. I don't think he sees it as a as a problem for him. Now, maybe he will down the line, and I'm sure 100% they're thinking about it, but this is the time now with AEW riding that storm that they've got to do something different. And I I did kind of feel that maybe WWE have kind of got themselves in a little bit of a a sort of like lull at the moment. And then that change could just send them off in a completely different direction which could be unpredictable could be different a lot of things can happen here and it's kind of excited a few people again which is good and you need that especially with the excitement that's generated around dynamite and i know we'll talk about it later but they had another great show so the hype train is real when it comes to aew so the hype has got to be real when it comes to wwe
0: I, I, to your point, I think he doesn't see them as competition for TV and ratings and all that. I think they'll see with um, when networks get involved. So, you know, you you talk about the demo and all that. When it was actual people who watched the show, Mm. Raw still had more people. When you were, the, the Wednesday night walls, quote unquote, happened. AEW was beating NXT, which was WWE's third show, you know, and it. there was weeks where it was really close, and then it was weeks, you know, AEW won by a clear, you know, 250,000. There was weeks NXT beat Dynamite. And I still don't think Vince would have moved NXT if it wasn't for the network saying move to Tuesday night, so we get a clear oh, okay. shot.
1: Yeah, when the networks came involved, okay. and you keep yeah. hearing the, the little chat about, um, it's USA, isn't it, that the Raw's on. USA are not happy about the sort of like, you know, heavily stacked SmackDown roster. Now, maybe that is a reason why Big E's gone over to, yeah. to, to cash in on Raw and cash in against Lashley. Because now they've got this huge star who they were putting on the rise on SmackDown. They've they've taken him over there and gone, look, we've we've got your big star right here. This yeah. is what we're pointing at, and yeah, you know, maybe that's that's a sort of a, a way to placate the network.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And when it comes to things like Twitter buzz, WWE are big on social media. They love WWE it. do not want someone else getting that Twitter buzz, and the the prime example was. I I hadn't watched all out until the next day. Mm-hmm. I couldn't go on social media because see, as soon as I went on after, pardon me, after watching it, which was about five o'clock on a on a Monday evening, my Twitter was still full of Daniel Bryan, Adam Cole, Ruby Soho, you know, reaction to the matches and what have you. i a uh, what's his name, Suzuki. Yeah, um, Suzuki uh, debuting, and there was so much chatter. Whereas later that night, I was I was up about half one, quarter to two in the morning. I wasn't watching Raw, but I was on Twitter, and there was nothing about Raw on my Twitter. Mm-hmm. no one was tweeting about it and <clears throat> i know we always say we're in our our own wee bubbles well my wee bubble is a wrestling and football bubble so if i go on <clears throat> and no one's talking about the football and the team i support then clearly something's something's wrong <laughs> clearly my t- i've lost those twitter followers and then if no one's talking about wrestling that's like my god what what has happened to and it was just the fact that All Out was that good. The next night, Raw didn't get anything. Um, you make a good point about Big E obviously being moved over. He is officially moved over at the Raw roster, so he, he won't be involved in the draft, obviously. He will, he'll stay where he is. What, what did you make of um, the actual the match beforehand? Randy Orton versus Lashley. I thought that was a very good match.
1: Yeah, it was great. I, I really liked it. Uh, Randy's been doing some of the best work of his career. At the moment, I, I love yeah. what he's doing with with Riddle. It works. RK okay, bro, they're over. It works. And he's he's clearly enjoying himself, which, you know, when you go in the ring and put your body through that as much as he's done and refresh your character as many times as he has to see him still enjoying it and be at the top of his game, it's, you know, a real Real, real honor for him. Yeah, that he, that you can do that. I think it's great. Uh, it was it was a good, solid match. Um, the injury angle at the end just kind of came out of nowhere a little bit. But uh, I, yeah, yeah I think... I, it, it helps sort of sell. You know, any sort of future rematch, doesn't it? You know, for uh, for yeah. for Lashley. You know, it's like oh, I was injured. He did. You know, my knee was bad and uh, whatever. But yeah, that kind of came out of nowhere. But the match itself was solid.
0: Yeah, I think it was meant to be like he was meant to get closer to the table, and he didn't, and then had to do this whole sort of "ow, oh, I tripped." I <laughs> but um, exactly, I think this is going to be a case of um, it'll be Orton versus Orton versus Biggie versus Lashley at Extreme Rules. I think Lashley will be going for the pin on Orton. Biggie will do that triple threat thing where he. Someone hits the finisher, the other person throws them out the ring and pins the guys with the finisher on yeah, them.
1: The classic. Um,
0: Lashley will have his you didn't beat me, you didn't beat me, and lo and behold, Saudi Arabia uh, will be off to the races. It'll be Lashley versus Lashley versus Big E, and that'll be like the blow off before we get to Survivor series. Um how excited are you for a possible new day versus the bloodline feud?
1: Oh, I'll be all over that. I think if that happens at Survivor Series, that'd be amazing. That would be wonderful. I mean, I'm gonna guess if that happens, then yeah, you know, New Day have got to pick up the tag titles, right? And, well, and you can have all three of them. Yeah, you know, the champions, was my champions.
0: That was my thoughts. But I, again, RK Bros, you were saying they're doing some of the best work of their career. Yeah. Riddle's actually, Riddle's a bit annoying i think vince goes a bit too hard on the whole stoner thing i think he he's going for really annoying like stereotype whereas like he was best when he was like a sort of michael kelso yeah sort of stoner idiot but not quite not quite such a moron you know what i mean whereas I think he's went full more on. He's went like season eight, Kelso, where it's like, right, let's just wrap it up.
1: <laughs> Randy, <laughs> it's, I mean, it, it's, it's over, but I get what you mean. I totally get what you mean. And, yeah, I mean, they are doing some great, great work. And uh, yeah, if that happens, you know, if we can get to the bloodline and, and the new day, I think that's just got to happen anyway, just as a feature attraction. That's got to be a, a match. that has got to happen. Uh, the, there's one thing I would like to see, though, and I don't know whether you've considered this, and, and maybe this is just another one of those that can kind of spin a few wheels while you know a, a real challenger emerges for Big E. I would like to see a Scramble triple threat with New Day for the title.
0: I think that would be brilliant. I, I'd love to see because I, I never want them to break up and I never want them to turn on each other because none of that there was, yep. like, there was like the tweet where it was like you've got to be more serious or you've got to drop the nudity or you've got to turn heel and all that and it's like no he did it his own way but I'd love to see a, a thing where they have to face each other and it's like you know leave it all in the ring sort of thing
1: but what and- I want to see three guys Mates, spirit of competition, going for it. There's a story involved here because obviously you've had Kofi Mania, you've had Biggie. Woods is the only one that's not held that title. You know, and in a scramble match, if you do that, you know, you give it, give them 30 minutes, let them go out there for 30 minutes, as many falls as possible. Let Woods Mm -hmm. pick up a fall. And let him have that title. And let him be recognized. And then everyone on the New Day has held that title. And I think that's just... A, that would be a great moment for them. But also for WWE as well. The Shield have all had the title in the past. Mm-hmm. And I think that was that was the right thing to do. Even though it was in a you know separate matches. But these three guys deserve it. For the work they've done. Getting themselves over themselves. Doing everything they've done. They deserve that. And it would be an entertaining match. And at the end of it, they're all hugging, they're all shaking hands, no one turns on each other, we carry on, Biggie finds his next challenger, sorted.
0: See, you say you want to see that, but I know exactly what you want to see. You want to see big, meaty men slapping meat.
1: (laughs) Oh, you've got to have the big, meaty men slapping meat, that is all we need
0: oh do you know that turned into big either oh no you've got to have at one point let him have his match against goldberg he wants to face goldberg
1: oh just let him do it and let him destroy him because like i mean I, you know, as much as goldberg you know it, it's funny he does not belong in, in current wwe and um yeah sorry goldberg but <laughs> you know he, he's he's not in that in that echelon, but to have that on the record to, to kind of take him out and beat him for the title, that'd be great. Yeah, let him have that. Another good feature attraction. Again, that'd be that'd be cool. I mean, for me, I see Biggie holding on this title till the Rumble, at least. Maybe. And I don't think he'll carry it to Mania, but I think he'll. Yeah, I want him to prove me wrong, but uh, I, I can see him holding it till the Rumble, at least.
0: So, obviously, we touched on the fact that Big E's away to Raw. Uh, The draft is October 1st uh, and October 4th. So, who are some people, who would you like to see move from SmackDown to Raw? And who's someone you would like to see move from Raw to SmackDown? Even if it's just, it doesn't have to be like, oh, well, this person's been underutilized, so they have to be moved. It's more a, a, a refresher. Who's, who's someone you think could benefit from a, a change of scenery?
1: Asuka, when she's fit again. Uh, I yeah. think, you know, she. If, if when she comes back, she'd be spinning a few wheels and not really doing much on Monday Night Raw, I think moving to, to SmackDown would give her a, a little bit of something different to do, some different opponents to take on. Um, oh, i probably move someone like Keith Lee, I think he'd be a bit more, Yeah, you know, it, it would work better on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. And maybe like, you know, a ricochet, someone like that.
0: Maybe, maybe. I, I think, I think it's been heavily rumored. So this isn't any breaking news, but Drew McIntyre, um, yes, Drew McIntyre getting a move over there and keeping him away from Roman Reigns before he faces him at WrestleMania, okay? Because we've had Drew against, you know, Roman before. It was really, really good at Survivor Series last year. Two guys at the top of their game. But something I, I really hate, and this is something that's harmed Keith Lee, if he's not going to win the WWE title... Don't give him multiple WWE title matches yep. because then it's just multiple losses and it hurts him. You know, have them have big feuds against, you know, Keith Lee came in and fought Randy Orton when he wasn't champion and beat him. Great. Keith Lee came in and got a couple of big wins over the likes of like Sheamus. Great. You know, keep doing that. Keep building him up and then go right now when we're ready to put the title on him. He's going to face this because he's now beaten former champion Sheamus, former champion, you know, Randy Orton. He's taking Drew McIntyre out of the limit, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, keep Drew out of the title picture. I don't need to, like, because I ended up sick of him by the time SummerSlam came around because. Yeah, I
1: was the same. Yeah, I love Drew to bits. And I I wanted, yeah, it, I, I really wanted that title win for him. And that was brilliant. He got it. But when he got to that point where you just. He was slugging his guts out and failing in these matches, and it's like, oh, I, no, I, I can't, I can't see this anymore. I can't watch it. And now he's just treading water. And yeah, you know, that's no disrespect to, yeah, you know, obviously who he's facing right now in Jinder and and his crew. But it, it's not a main event feud for for Drew McIntyre. And I guess guess this is a point that they've got. They've got to kind of like step back on some of these guys. You can't just throw them straight into title matches. Like, yeah. I, I feel Finn's going to suffer for this on SmackDown. You know, he's been punted straight into the top, had the delay because of Cena and now he's brought the Demon back all of a sudden.
0: Yeah, it is a weird one. Um You know, someone who would like to see go over to Raw because we can always, you know, WrestleMania is always a time where we can revisit stuff, but in fact, no, no, they're out injured. I was about to say I'd like to see Edge go to Raw and take on some of the talent on Raw, but I think Edge will be out for a while now.
1: Yeah, apparently he's out Over. for a couple of months, actually. So I mean, maybe you know he could come back at the top of top of the year, you know, in twenty twenty two, he might make another Rumble appearance. But yeah, I think Edge probably has expanded everything he's going to do on SmackDown right now. Maybe a, a, a shift back to Raw would be good for him
0: what about I'm trying to think who I'd like to I think if and no disrespect to Big E but he's not he's not an untouchable champion whereas Roman Reigns really is at the moment yeah um, Finn could do a move to Raw maybe
1: yeah I think yeah Finn just to get someone different because I'm looking at the Smackdown roster right now and you look at people who Finn could face like Seth Rollins Sami Zayn Finn um, and Cesaro yeah I'll have some of that but none of them are going to kind of stick him in back in the title picture again and then he's maybe he could go against Nakamura again for the Intercontinental title really? but yeah may, you know sending him to Raw would give him a few soft fresh options but again he's kind of like He's literally just turned up on SmackDown, hasn't he? So it's it's one of those mm-hmm. where like, oh, here you are, and, and we we were talking about this in in our training session the other day. Like, Finn, he must get to that point of going like, yeah, this is really really good, and then they're going, yeah, you're going to be in the title match, great. Oh, yeah, you are going to lose, sorry, mate. <laughs> yeah, you know? and that's happened too many times. He should have been a champion again. Yeah, because he's he's yeah. over. He again, he's another one who's over with the crowd.
0: I think this is something like. And we as wrestling fans were never happy. We, you know, why is there so many short title reigns? Okay, we'll give such and such a long title reign. Why is such and such not been the champion yet? Because this guy is the cha- you know what I mean? It's like, it's the sort of casualty to the, you know, we can't say Roman Reigns hasn't been great. We can't say that Drew and Lashley weren't great champions and we can't, you know, we can't say that we didn't want Big E as champion. You know what I mean? It's, it's that sort of thing where, the the title hasn't been passed around too much since, you know, the pandemic. And that's a good thing, you know what I mean? Because the people who have had the title have gained so much from it. But at the same time, much like the, the Hulk Hogan four-year run from 84 to 88, there's so many people in that time period, you're like, oh God. And another time that person would have been a champion.
1: this is interesting you brought this up because i was listening to bully ray the other day Mm -hmm. and he uh obviously he presents a, a show on sirius xm in america um all about wrestling he's on that um uh called busted open he he does that show and he was saying that maybe this is the time now wwe needs to go into the unpredictable era so short title the title could change hands at any time short title reigns, things like that, you know, that that might bring an excitement to house shows, to TV tapings. You know, if if people can kind of like jump across brands and, yeah, you're getting the draft, freshen it all up, and then maybe on the first night of the draft, someone comes in like a Finn Balor and just takes the title off somebody, whoever it may be. I mean, that's that's a huge moment. So maybe it is time for... Sort of bold moves now with WWE?
0: Maybe. You know what? I wouldn't be against it. Like, waiting up and saying, Oh, what the fuck? What do you mean he's WWE champion? Or, like, I've always thought, you know, we, I've complained about this. I I think it was David Campbell I spoke to this about WWE's road to WrestleMania. It used to be middle of March WrestleMania, and it used to be the Royal Rumble at the end of March and you had a month and a half of build, now you have, uh, with one pay-per-view in the middle, now you have nearly three months of build with two pay-per-views and sometimes three if there's a Saudi Arabia show in the middle. I would love to see, you talk about unexpected eras, someone come up from NXT and win the Royal Rumble on their debut. Yeah, that
1: would be because huge,
0: wouldn't it? Because you have three pay per views in between, you can put them against the likes of, say, I'm say, just spitballing three people here: Sheamus, Baron Corbin, and Randy Orton. There you go. They beat these three people, and it's like, right, well, they've got some big wins under their belt. It's time for the WWE title match. And yeah, you know what? I'd, I'd be well in for that. We, <laughs> we, uh, what Bully said: don't often agree with what Bully Ray says, but you know what? Why not? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean that's it. Why the heck not? You know, what, what, what harm can they do if if they really do feel like the you know, they need to do something different, do something different, <laughs> and 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 why not? I'd like to see that. I mean, obviously, you know, I think we're going to get onto NXT in just a bit, aren't we? But to see somebody come up from from NXT and win the rumble, I mean, that was like maybe a Keith Lee moment. Yeah, you know, the other year when he walked in and he saw Lesnar's reaction, and for me that put Keith Lee over seeing Lesnar going, "Whoa, hello, big boy!" You know, this this, this is this is something big. You know, seeing that Keith Lee could—he he was a made man at that point. Yeah.
0: Well, we're getting into the the fantasy booking, and anyone that's listened <laughs> to the show before knows I could fantasy book for hours and hours. Give us a hours. pencil, damn it. <laughs> Give me the book, Vince. Give me the book. But um, you talked about uh, NXT. And, and what felt like a create a wrestler moment. Um, Vaughn Baron, who has the most create a wrestler name ever. <laughs> he sounds like the guy who's your rival in the performance center in these like season modes and, uh, in the WWE games. He ended up in the fatal four way match for the NXT title this past week. Just wild. (laughs) Which I I, I don't get because Braun Breaker, uh, the son of uh, Rick Steiner, defeated Ellie Knight.
1: You don't want to tell him that he's the son of Rick Steiner.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, if. If Vic Joseph can turn round and say that's a dog face gremlin mentality, which isn't a mentality or a saying, by the way, I think the cat's pretty much out of the bag.
1: And the fact that he was pretty much wearing his dad's gear and had Scott Steiner's, you know, um, sirens at the start of his music. I know. I was... See, I didn't realise it was... And I'm like, fuck me, Scott Steiner here. And then they went,
0: dog face gremlin mentality. I went, oh, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> but yeah, Braun Breaker... Asked for a match, LA Knight who's got a world title match to focus for decides I'm going to have a match on NXT and is beaten handily and the guy that beats one of your world champion contenders is not put in instead it's the guy who happened to be passing in the hall and went all you bastards clear out of here <laughs>
1: he's
0: essentially he's essentially an old guy like all you kids get out of my garden <laughs> it was uh
1: it was an interesting moment wasn't it um to, to kind of see that i mean yeah uh and and you know la Knight being the yeah the cocky heel you look back on it now and you think he's just a you know the cocky heel has just taken this match thinking you know well, i could do two in one night and i'm still gonna win the title later and then he gets beaten by the new boy and yeah it was it was a strange one and then obviously and he, he took the the fall in the title match as well didn't he he did and i thought that was that was really really weird i i thought they were I'm going to be a... the new boy i thought that you know von was going to get he was the guy who's going to take the fall but that wasn't the case you know pin i the, had the fear he was the going to win open
0: he, was... he was getting booed when they came they were just like boo who is this it was this Kyle
1: O'Reilly, didn't they i mean like why wouldn't
0: you well I, I'm going to be honest, I'm really, really glad that Kyle O'Reilly wasn't in the match because he's a great wrestler, but I just find him so boring because, like, you see the promos at the start? Yeah. It was like, Champa was like, I never lost this title, and I was screwed over, and I got to get it back. And he said, like, like the exact days, it was something like 920 or something like that. 920 days later, Daddy's home and he just gets up and like storms away, pure and Oh my god. Pete Dunne's like. Like, I should have been champion already. You know, he's that that believable factor. Ellie mm. Knight, that cocky heel, that rock style promo. And then you just have Kyle O'Reilly. Well, yes, this is a great opportunity, and I'm just I'm I gotta grab it with both you're like, you're a boring bastard.
1: <laughs> He's got all the tools in in the tank, and he's funny. He's got some you know good comedy chops at times, but yeah, I I see that there needs to be a little bit more of an edge to him to
0: yeah, make him he's very, like, very wooden, talent. Very wooden in one direction, but um, it sucks. No, you know,
1: it sucks. There's no U- UE there anymore because like you know he was a a great cog in that gigantic wheel of undisputed era, and. You know the, the the whole Paul Heyman thing of accentuate the positives and hide the negatives. His negatives were hidden by being in UE and being part of that stable. So yeah, I I, I know where you're coming from.
0: Yeah. Well, they, you mentioned undisputed Era, See the the diamond mine now. See the way Roddy Strong is this intense.
1: Yeah.
0: Amateur wrestler who wants to rip your face. So I think that fits in better because, and you know, this is coming from me, the wee specy guy from Glasgow, but. I don't think Roderick Strong is cool. Bobby Fish extenuates you know, coolness. Adam Cole is undeniably cool. Kyle O'Reilly had the comedy chops and was the, was the unpredictable guy who just ran up and kneed people in the face and like, made the other guys laugh, you know what I mean? So they all had that, whereas like, Roddy Strong, I'm like, this isn't you, this is not who you are away from. I can't believe this is you.
1: Yeah, now I'm he's in a position.
0: Now he's in the position of the, the really good athlete. And I think Kyle O'Reilly really needs to find his, his new mould, his new niche. But the Fatal 4-Way didn't go as long as I wanted. I honestly thought this would be a match that maybe was given one of the one of the whole hours, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but a quick match and daddy's home, Tommaso Ciampa regained the title. He never lost. I'm absolutely delighted. He's world champion again.
1: Yep. I mean I love Champa. I think he's fantastic. Great that he's got the title back. Because I think when you've done what NXT have done, they've rebooted and started again, in a sense, to to have a, a champion who is recognized uh in NXT. So, you know, it keeps the old fans knocking around and any anyone new that they want to drag in. Yeah, you know, they'll be like, "Oh, yeah, well, we yeah, you know, we knew he was part of NXT. We knew that he's the familiar face. He's, he's. Te- I, I can kind of compare it to this. It's not really the same level, but he's the Chris Jericho champion when yeah. AEW put Chris Jericho as their first champion. Yes. right move because he's the recognizable name that wrestling fans know, but also other people are very aware of because he's been around that long. So I think the right decision. Um, Pete Dunne's day is coming at some point. Eventually, I hope. Um, but again, much like you've said, you know, in, in the past, when it comes to saying yeah, the same thing, and people getting a bit stale. Pete Dunne's been saying he's the baddest man in NXT for so long now, and he keeps getting beat. So, yeah, he's got to prove that he's the baddest man in NXT by taking that title, and I think he will cut it off Champer eventually. But it was it was a, a good ending that I, you know, it was a good ending to that match.
0: And obviously, Braun Breaker ending the show by challenging by would you say Champer, and almost challenging, yeah, almost. It's as if the two era kicked off with it. Like you're the guy we're going to push, which honestly surprises me. Not because like because the match for early night was good. The guy, the guy is jacked beyond belief. He has a family pedigree. If he's half as good as Rick and Scott Stein on their pomp, then great. But, it, it seems like they've chosen a guy and it's like, but he's an amateur wrestler and it's like, they don't, other than Kurt Angle, they've never really went all in on like, amateur wrestling gimmicks. You know what I mean? Brock Lesnar, it's not his amateur wrestling that they put across. It's the fact that he's a six foot five man mountain that looks like he's carved from stone. You know what I mean? It's not the, oh, that's a takedown by Brock. It's like, No, Brock could rip your head off by looking at you. Like, that's what they push about Brock. So I find it weird that, you know, sports entertainment Vince has picked this amateur wrestling pedigree background guy sort of thing.
1: He's seen seen something in him. And I'm trying to work out what that is. Because when I watched that match against LA Knight, you know, you're like, oh, look at that clothesline. He threw your clothesline just like his dad. He moves exactly like Rick. Which I think again, maybe that's like, okay, but we're not gonna mention him, but do these. And then like, you know, fans of a certain vintage who know the Steiners will go, Oh, there you go. Look, you know, he's he's doing that. Is he gonna do the bulldog? Is he gonna do this? Um and and that's cool. But yeah, he's never you know, Vince has never been like mad on that kind of like huge you know, sort of college athlete thing. Maybe he's thinking about it now. Obviously, with the signing of uh, Gable Stevenson, who they're allowing to continue to compete with the NCAA. Maybe this is something they're seen as like a legit thing that they can get these guys over by saying they're not just sports entertainers. They they are legit athletes because look, you know, that's what they're doing. Yeah. But then you know, you hear that Vince is looking at at the um, Von Wagner. And he apparently sees him as the a future WrestleMania main eventer. He thinks he's the new Edge.
0: Yeah, but I, I listen. Vince has obviously seen more the more of Von Wagner than I, because from the the short, snappy promo he cut—not cut, but just sort of "Thank you, Mr. Regal" when he got added to the match and the the, the match itself. I didn't see much room that made me go. Oh yeah you you're the next you're the next guy but hey it was one match time will tell but you know WrestleMania main eventers and legitimate athletes and world champions who gives a monkeys about that let's get to the real reason we all watched NXT 2.0 this week oh, the, the index best
1: part wedding yes <laughs> the wedding the index wedding I, Oh, and a
0: segment filled with highlights what was your highlight?
1: <laughs> um, oh, my. Uh, I quite liked um, <laughs> the bit when everyone put their hands up saying that they, they had, like, you know, if anybody you know, anybody wants to speak now and everyone puts their hands up and he just opens his jacket and turns around to everybody. <laughs> Showing that axe in there was a little <laughs> bit crazy. That it, it was funny. That was very much, yeah, very much... Uh, A a moment for Dexter Loomis. I quite like the uh, uh, Ikemen Jiro bit with the the rings. Um, There was some some funny parts. Do you know what? Because I like these guys, I think they're great. I did like the little bit just before they cut to break with uh, Grizzle Young Veterans, when they were just kind of like proper dogging on it. (laughs) Yeah, like, this isn't even going to happen. Yeah. i thought that was great um it, it went on a bit too long um you know beth phoenix was brilliant went over um austin theory as well my word i'm sure that's probably one of yours but austin theory is just like watching him in, in um in evolve he's like a completely different person like <laughs> yeah he's just yes. like this this comedy idiot <laughs> and uh, he's like no we're in a ring we're in a ring and it was just like, oh, this is this is great, but it was it was fun, wasn't it? He is so good
0: in the way, and there's rumours that he's on his way back to the main roster. Oh, really? I don't want, I want, I want him to stay with Johnny and the family forever.
1: I do too. again, you know, you talk about Johnny Gargano, and uh, yeah, I I really like Johnny. I love what he does, and there's obviously we talk about his contract coming up soon as well. Um, I'd love him to stay where he is because i genuinely think he's enjoying himself and yeah that would work for him keeping the way i think the way is such a you know a great faction nxt have got some good factions right now you know them and Hit Row and legado uh they've got some good stuff there but the, the way are are great and i want austin and, and johnny to stay together that no look high five i still pop for that
0: and an underrated moment I think was the um, when the officiant goes down yeah and they say Regal you do it and it's Regal's face of absolutely not absolutely (laughs) not a chance in hell am I doing this This brilliant we'll we'll call it the silent Bob Pop because (laughs) he only speaks when he needs to and Dexter Loomis the i do and the crowd popping just amazing such a stupid he he said two words because he never speaks when he did it meant so much more it was amazing
1: it was great i loved it my only sort of like crime with it was it was a bit too long uh but it worked it worked perfectly and it was just it was just fun
0: yeah exactly it was a fun segment I, I do believe it went too long as well, but you know what? I'd rather a segment that's good to go too long than you know a horrendous segment go far too long.
1: Hundred percent. Yeah, I mean it. It worked, and yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting where they're gonna kind of go with this. Now. I don't know. Yeah, they've obviously done the yeah the wedding, but what's what's next? Yeah, I'm I'm sure we're gonna see something from the honeymoon. That'll be hilarious. Um, but yeah, what what is what is next? For, for those guys you know it's it's going to be a, an interesting one johnny and and austin going to get in the in the tag team you know or is austin going to go up because i know he's been doing dark matches you just want to know what's going to happen and um yeah i I thought for a reboot you know it it worked nxt um and yeah more stuff like that you yeah, know it's it's cool yeah um so
0: you talked about Johnny Gargano's contract being up and hoping he stays where he is. I think the the consensus is he will stay where he is. He has a he wants to be an NXT, he's an NXT guy. He's happy. someone who's someone whose contract set to expire in the spring of two thousand two is sammy Zayn. Mm. And he recently tweeted out, which I thought was hilarious, making fun of the rumors of him leaving WWE, he tweeted something cryptic about my contract.
1: i love him he's great he's great and yeah stuff like that it's it's good because obviously everyone talks about it like that and if like when kevin owens put out his tweet recently you know and and deleted it very fast with the uh, mount rushmore thing yeah when people do stuff like that it's breaking the fourth wall isn't it which i think we're, we're all fairly accepting of now it's not a big thing and yeah, I, 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 is Sammy gonna stay? I expect he will do. Yeah, I expect he's not gonna go anywhere.
0: Yeah, I, I don't expect him to go anywhere either. And you know what? I don't want him to go anywhere either because the whole thing of everyone going AEW at the minute it it stacks the roster, but it also it means that you're going to have guys who are not the world champion and so many like world champion contenders that you are going to have feuds that are sort of obvious. If you yeah, you've got like...
1: my fears about AEW stacking it all big time. You've, you know, everything you're saying, I've said this to many friends before.
0: Like, it's the, when one more big guy comes down, one more mid-card talent gets moved down. Totally. But I, I don't want to see Sammy. If Sami Zayn goes anywhere, he should go back to Ring of Honor.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I could see him work there very nicely.
0: But I'm I'm hoping the Great Liberator and the conspiracy victim and all that carry on. I think that is it, it's the best work he's done in WWE, I think. Like, oh, outside so of point. NXT. Character um, work, it's the best work he's done.
1: Yeah, it's so much fun. And you know, like like even what he did on SmackDown last week was really really good bringing um uh bringing parker out the nba uh, the nba player um of course he yes, put the knicks me. put the knicks out of the playoffs yeah to bring trey parker out was just a, a real moment and you know he's there wearing the yeah you know, the the uh kevin knox jersey as well and to bring him out and you knew he was going to get booed out of the building but that's just such a heat magnet it's such a sammy zane thing to do and, you know, he's, he's doing good work like that. I mean, yeah, I don't think we're ever going to see Sammy unless it's in, like, a you know, multi-person match challenging for the world title. But I also don't think he needs to.
0: No, me either. I think he's his IC title runs have been great, and he should have had a lot more title runs than he's had in WWE, and he has had lulls where they haven't used them, But this... This conspiracy victim and this tortured artist and all that, that is, I find it hilarious.
1: Yeah, it's great. It's brilliant stuff. Um,
0: so obviously Sami Zayn, uh, we think he'll stay where he is. Someone who's in talks with Impact, uh, according to Wrestling Observer Newsletter, he's an advanced talk, but no deal has been struck. Braun Strowman. hmm apparently he's going to be known as the titan
1: that's such an impact name isn't
0: it it's such a like see whenever you watch like american sitcoms and the characters are watching wrestling and it's always tonight the titan versus the colossus
1: yeah it's very very much like that um just call him adam share and get over it I, see
0: the thing is though, I think the Titan suits him more. You know what I mean? Or even just call him Strowman.
1: Yeah, some of the, any anything that you could get away with. I think like you know, you don't have to kind of like make a a, a ginormous character around this guy because that the Titan that's giving me some serious Shockmaster vibes. Oh yes, helmet Yeah, if I see him like smash through a wall and fall over you know yeah. then yeah you, you know it's it's not good i love impact i think impact's great yeah you know, I, I really enjoy it at times and they've done some good shows recently but if i see anything like that yeah know, then I'm, I'm quickly turning it off and hopefully we're doing right i think braun in impact is a solid move if he can go there because he will stand out and he's a big star who will bring eyes to that crowd And if he can get in, great. I don't know whether it's going to be like a short-term deal or anything like that. But, you know, for him to go to impact, is this where he goes, hello, the forbidden door's open here, it's swinging both ways. Oh, I've just walked into AEW.
0: I think the consensus is he doesn't fit the AEW. I think think it's he thinks he doesn't fit the AEW mould and he would be sort of used there. Mm
1: The AEW big is. men are kind of, like, not really like him, are they? You're looking at like Powerhouse Hobbs and... Yeah, oh, even Brian Cage, I, Brian Cage. Yeah, they're not I really like him, Brian. are they?
0: No, not really. They're sort of handy men and, like, backup guys and guys that take the pin. And even Brian Cage, like, I, I believe it was his... Is it his wife or his fiance?
1: Oh, yeah, she was... Anyway.
0: She was, um... She was furious, and she was saying he is a star. He should be booked like a star, and he's not being booked like a star. And when you think about how he was booked in Impact and how he's been booked in AEW, you're like, well, yeah, he's not being booked like a star there, but the talent pool is deeper here than it was Impact.
1: But was and, he's, a, he's a big fish in a in a giant pool, no? Yeah, and.
0: I, I, I quote this t- it was a tweet that was sent out and I, I, I don't know who did it so again if you ever listen this is your tweet let me know but it was it was someone that tweeted so many people want to go to AEW when leaving WWE not realising they could be a star if they took the chance on a ring of honour or an impact who need main event players
1: yep that's pretty fair
0: Um, talking about a, a main event player who could have we could still see him pop up in these places but could have been a massive name with Impact or Ring of Honor. Bobby Fish, he's chosen to sign with Major League Wrestling.
1: I think a decent fit for Bobby that really you know, with the cards that they've been putting on and the, the, the people they've got with them. Uh, and a and a bold move not going with any of the you know, sort of huge names, if you will. And uh, maybe that's yeah, you know, something that Bobby's thought about with it, you know, kind of come into his lifestyle and the amount of dates he wants to work and the way he wants to do things. And, and there he will probably be one of the bigger names, I'm, I'm going to say, and, and, you know, probably nearer the top of the card every week, whereas if he went to an AEW, he'd be somewhere in the middle and or the you know sort of lower mid card he, he you know he'd be the guy who is the surprise entrant in the next casino battle royal
0: yeah oh by, by the way i am so glad just on a side note I, I think i mentioned this last week when ruby soho won the casino battle royal i'm so happy because i did not want another leo rush or like or evan Baum as the surprise entrant because i it just feels like a waste you feel like you've got your hopes up for nothing
1: yeah i mean that was a big you know sign in and she really enhanced the women's division yeah that was uh, that was great uh, but like you said you you, know, you you want a big surprise don't you when it comes to a, something like that um, would bobby fish be that big surprise probably not so i mean going to mlw great i mean, it's going to work for him and i think that's the the great thing it. The talent having that choice now, where you know they they've got a few places where they can look, and a few places where they can go and hang their hat and go, you know, this makes me happy, and I want to be here. And they can do other things on top of it. And you've probably seen that with like the contract negotiations that they've had. I mean, like the the Twitch streams and things like that are so big for a lot of people now, especially at that level when they're you know making good money out of it. If he can go and you know have a little side hustle as well. Yeah, you know, he doesn't have to work all these dates. He's still treated as a top star, and he's happy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's it, it's all about the performer's happiness at the end of the day. You know what I mean? It's we don't want to see people burnt out and disappear for seven years like CM Punk did. So if people can get money and work less dates, then you know what? Fair play to them. No one complained that Kevin Nash and Scott Hall doing it in the nineties. Totally <laughs> so moving on to some some big news for the women's divisions in both WWE and Impact Uh, starting with WWE King of the Ring is returning uh, on October the 11th is going to be the start date of the tournament and it will run alongside the first ever Queen of the Ring
1: which I think is very cool Um, a new angle for someone to go with and You know, take their chance. I'm mean, i sure that if they're going to keep the the same stipulation, you win king of the ring or queen of the ring, you get a title shot. You know, this is is brilliant. It's like getting money. It's another money in the bank, in effect, isn't it? It's brilliant for the pair of uh, the superstars who are going to win these. Um, But I I think it's long overdue uh, for a queen of the ring tournament. had women's tournaments in the past we've had women's pay-per-view with evolution um this is something that's probably just not happened for reasons brilliant let's have this tournament and let's see some people in it who yeah we don't expect so let's have some some talent from nxt uh let's have the talent from you know that are on raw and smackdown now going up against them let's let's see this you know there's some brilliant women's talent you know, is Raquel Gonzalez going to get involved in this? That'd be wonderful to see. I mean, this is a, a, a tournament that like a Dakota Kai could break out of. Someone like that, you know, who could come in and, and change the game a little bit. And it, it would be great to see some of these women really go for it instead of just seeing the usual ones. I'm sure we'll see like a, a, an Asker maybe in the final or, or, you know, Alexa Bliss or whoever, but uh, it, it'd be great to see some new talent getting into this one. It's a good place to kind of, give them a chance, you know, they've qualified to get in. This is is a good place to see it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're talking about, obviously, some NXT talent. I don't think you'll see technically any talent who are currently on NXT at the time of the tournament starting. However, it is a week removed from the draft, so you never know. Some There might be some wild cards or some you know NXT picks in the draft. Who end up on Raw SmackDown and end up in the tournament. And I, I spoke earlier about a, an NXT star winning the Royal Rumble. Mm. Why not have? Why not call someone up and have them do do what they did with MSK? MSK came straight into NXT yep. and won the Dusty Classic. Let, let's have someone come up from NXT and win the King or Queen of the Ring.
1: Yeah, why not? I mean, I'd look because I think she's great. I'd love to see Io Shirai do it you know, Kaylee Ray. Yes, I think do, she is. Doing things, doing big things on NXT now and I think, you know, they really like mm-hmm. her, don't they? I think this is a chance.
0: Yep. Uh, well, what would you call it? I, 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 I'm curious to get your picks. Who, if if we're handing you the book, okay?
1: We're handing you the book, John. I'm just going to get my pencil. <laughs>
0: no time, no time. Just tell us. <laughs> we'll write it in for you. Yeah. If, at the end of this, I imagine it will be in Saudi Arabia. Yes. At the end of this tournament, who are your king and queen of the ring? Oh,
1: all oh, right. King of the ring. Um, this, this is hard because obviously this means Nakamura loses the king gimmick if he loses it. Um, just because I think he ultimately deserves it. Cesaro. Nice one. Cesaro for King of the Ring. Um, Queen of the Ring. Wow. You look at the talent that could be in this. And again, I don't want any of the same old, same old to be grabbing this one. If I'm picking someone who's like very much on the roster right now and spinning a few wheels, Shayna Baszler. Amazing. Yes. You took she great she, off, she was such a badass. She just reject that crown and just go kicking someone in the face. <laughs> um, but obviously, uh, and because I, you know, she was one of my final interviews before COVID. Um, yeah. I think there's a breakout moment for Kaylee right here. And she was ace when I spoke to her, Yeah, you know? Um she's, she's obviously very highly respected and about to do some big things big mom for her but i i can see it being someone like a, a shana um yeah someone like her if not to give her a moment live morgan
0: live morgan could be a shout you know what i'm gonna go right i i want shana to win it but you know what so we don't have the same pick so it's not boring i will say And a best-in-the-world Shane McMahon-style swoop where she puts herself in the final, Sonia Deville.
1: Oh, yes. That would be cool. That would be very good. And
0: you know what? We we mentioned him before and how he's doing some of the best work of his career. What about a King Sami Zayn?
1: Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, again, it would lend into a lot of the stuff that he talks about, you know, and, and kind of everyone's against him, but now he's he's like the ruler of all this. So, you know, like, how can everything go against him? Because he's the king of the ring.
0: Yeah, exactly. Plus, like, the king and queen of the ring should never be a face. Like, I know it's launched certain guys, and but it works so much better as a heel gimmick.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, look what Corbyn did and Sheamus. Yeah, they had so much fun with it, didn't they? And you know, they're sort of customized yeah. crowns and and whatnot. And uh, uh, was it, it was was Barrett King of the Ring? Pretty sure he was, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah, yes. he did the same thing. Um, yeah, stuff like that. It it works. And yeah, to have a couple of heels do it, that'd be cool. I I, I would love again Shayna to do it because I think she'd just like throw that crown away and just say, right, I've won this. I'm going to go after the title. I'm just going to use it use my title to get to that title i don't care about it
0: yeah be pretty cool just obviously uh before we move on john you know i'll I'll, I'll, we'll edit this out but you know we we cherish king mabel on this podcast and the fact that you didn't mention the greatest king of the ring all time god rest his soul is quite frankly insulting you know we'll have to talk with Gary Kernan whether you're allowed back on this show
1: <laughs> I apologise for missing King Mabel uh, Obviously, and uh, King Billy Gunn <laughs> oh my word yeah, do you know what I was just thinking cause I actually watched the 1993 King of the Ring back the other day uh, that has one of my favourite matches of all time on it uh, which was Bret Hart and Mr Perfect uh, I think it's better than the SummerSlam one and yeah. Yeah, I, I, and then obviously you look looking to the, the, the ones in the future, King Ma- oh, King Mabel, man. King Mabel, oh, Billy Gunn, they made, they made a few mistakes with these King of the Rings, didn't they?
0: Yes, and Mabel and Billy Gunn weren't, one, weren't any I of them. Move on. Gone, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those jobbers like Bret Hart and Owen Hart that won it, I mean, what yep, did they, they ever they do? do. Yep. No, I mean, Brock Lesnar, who's he? <sighs> anyway, is a I calm myself down from your complete lack of respect for the industry and the yes, men sorry, that Michael. made it. <laughs> um, we talked about, obviously, Impact have exciting times ahead for their women's roster. Impact, to me, out of any company, book their women better than anyone. And they've announced an all women Impact Plus special. Uh, Called Knockouts Knockdown for October 9th, and the show will feature the Daphne Memorial Monsters Ball.
1: Brilliant! Such a such a good thing. So obviously, Daphne was you know, very well respected by so many, and has worked with so many of those people. Worked well in in Impact TNA. Um, she was a, a huge part of of one of the yeah you know, one one of the top sort of more memorable storylines and a great character to have them on her in that way. Brilliant.
0: Absolutely. And obviously the impact women getting this all women special. And I think they've announced Gail Kim to return
1: for it, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. I believe so. Um, which is, is going to be very, very cool to see Gail back. Um, Obviously, so synonymous with impact. And, yeah, I'm just looking at her face now as uh, she's announcing it, and she's so happy about it. Mercedes Martinez being in there as well. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, they, they sort of, like, signed her on the slide, didn't they? You know, bringing Mercedes in. um, Again, a nice little move.
0: She was one um, of the fierce females here in Glasgow. I believe she was meant to... She was meant to be on a January show and ended up cancelling it. And then I oh, think really? she sh- pre-COVID timeline is yeah. absolutely scatterbrained to me. But I think it was that, and it was like, oh yeah, by the way, she's going to show up at the Royal Rumble, and that's why she's cancelled a booking. So she went from Glasgow to Arizona, you know, in one night. If my timeline's correct, and then obviously NXT had a few matches for the women's title. And then unfortunately was obviously a casualty of the the many, many releases of the all hail the great Nick Khan.
1: Yeah, it was a shame. I thought she was, you know, a really great hand to have in in that women's division in NXT. Experienced and could put anyone over, get over herself. Um, I think she was great to have in there, but she'll fit in very well, I think, in Impact and be a great part of this.
0: Yeah, I'm just looking just now. Um, Mickey James will be the caller commentator. Uh, Veda Scott will be uh, the play-by-play analysis. Uh, We'll be doing play-by-play analysis. Uh, Melissa Santos will be on ring announcing duty. It's set to feature Diana Perrazzo, Mercedes Martinez, Lady Frost, uh, a monster's ball, as we mentioned, a tribute to the late Daphne. Just trying to find out what else is on the card
1: because... I love they're that schoolers. they're, they're honouring Daphne though with this. You know, obviously she was the first, you know, female to be in that that um, Monsters Ball match. Yeah, so to to do that is really really good and a nice little memory. Um, and to honour Daphne that way is is just wonderful.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it was nice, obviously, the, the announcement of Gail Kim. Uh, the smile on her face when she announces it and. Obviously, the fact that the crowd got into it is really good as well.
1: Totally, yeah, and and it's it's something it's something different. It's something that we all want to see. Uh, I I'm all over that. I think that's great. Uh, yeah, Lady Frost, I think is a good addition as well as you mentioned before. Uh, obviously, uh, we're going to see something with Mickey and uh, Diana Perazzo, I expect following on from uh, yeah, the NWA show. And uh, yeah. uh, Renee Michelle is going to be there, I believe.
0: Former Mrs. Maverick, former twenty-four-seven yeah. champion in her own right.
1: <laughs> yes, of course. So yeah, you've got uh, there's some some good talent there. I actually watched the the NWA Empower Power Show uh, a few days ago. It was, uh you know some good stuff put together by by Mickey. There's some great matches. I I'd, I'd like to see Camille getting there as uh, again as well because I think she's a yeah, you know, she's a heck of a talent.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. um Apparently, it's been pre-taped, so maybe don't Google it if you don't want it spoiled. But it'll be on Impact Plus, October the eleventh. Uh, definitely check that out. Uh, SmackDown in Madison Square Garden this past Friday. Uh, it's the highest-rated ep- episode since January. Uh, they had a three percent bump in viewers. It's at three point three percent bump in viewers up to $2.217 a Obviously, such a stacked card on that show. You know, Brock Lesnar being announced ahead of time. Edge v. Rollins 2. Just so much on that card. Um, what did you make of Edge v. Rollins 2?
1: It was good. Uh, I enjoyed it. I think, yeah, Rollins is... Uh, Another one, he's evolving his character along the way at the moment, and now he's kind of taking this, you know, sort of stealing stuff from Edge and going as deep as Edge did to, to kind of make sure he gets that win, and he was copying his moves. Uh, apparently, he's going to be on the show, uh, to, well, we're speaking on Friday night. Um He's going to be on the show tonight, and and explain his his actions i I thought it was a very good match these two guys can work so well together um i think that's it for them now but it was a a heck of a match it was a great show overall but that was a very good match
0: um i I thought the match was great i thought edge and Rollins, like the characters at the minute are great i like how Rollins is a full-on scumbag. I can't wait for his stone-cold uh, broken skull session. Same. Um, and I believe it's next Friday that it happens. Next, and, it's next
1: weekend, isn't it? Either way.
0: Yeah. And I love Edge. I love how he's not this like legend-returning face. He's No, he's, he's still the tweener. He'll still, you know, kick someone when they're down. But what I didn't like was the reaction after it. It was... So in the scheduled match, Rollins used the super kick, which is fine. It's, it's, a, it's a registered move. The Young Bucks do 47 a match. <laughs> At he least. He's done a couple of them, <laughs> and then he hit his finish, which was the stomp. And Edge goes down, and then obviously Edge, who has a history of neck problems, gets carted out. But it was the look that Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce gave him as if, you evil man, you evil man, and then the, the uh, announcer, Seth, do you really have nothing to say? Like, I know Edge has neck problems, but Rollins didn't cheat to win, he used, ve- like, verified moves, he won the match, he used his finisher, Edge knew going in, he had neck injuries, why are we making Rollins out to be some sort of monster here? like, I could understand if after the match he went mental and like, you know, put his neck in a chair or did the concerto to him and all that. But he just did his finisher.
1: Yeah, it's a strange one. I mean, I think they're trying to show Rollins to be like this slightly unhinged guy who, you know, one minute he's completely in control and he you know, he should have respect for his opponent and he's not going to do it. But then he just goes, wait a minute, nah, and snaps. And then you know he's kind of coming across like that in his interviews when he's like, oh, you know, I feel really so, and and then he gets lost in the moment. He, you you know, you see that look in his in his eyes when he's lost, and he, it's almost like he yeah. doesn't really know what he's done. He's gone too far, but he doesn't realize he's gone too far. And I think that's maybe the angle they're going down with there. But yeah, I mean, like. For them just to go, oh, you, you know, you knew he had neck problems. I'm sorry, but, you know, hey, I'm 1-0. I'm undefeated right now in the ring. Um, <laughs> you know, if somebody went after, you know, a, a part of my body, which I was saying was weak, you know what I mean? that That's part of a match. That's what happens. That's, that's the psychology of it. You go for somebody's weakness. Sound- it's like a boxer. You know, if they've got like a, a, a you know, a weak jaw, you're gonna not going to hit them with body shots. You're going to go straight for the jaw.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I'm just picturing you as some grizzled young veteran sitting in an armchair sunken in with a cigar in your mouth lad. Them's the brakes, kid. It's the business.
1: Them's the brakes, kids. I'm one know. I'm undefeated here. <laughs> Let me tell you, I'm a veteran of this game.
0: <laughs> so, obviously we had that on the show. We had Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar uh, putting some doubt into Roman Reigns' head over Paul Heyman's loyalties saying, Brock, why didn't you tell Roman I was going to be at SummerSlam? And the the pop from the crowd, the, oh, it, it was amazing. And Paul Heyman is, Paul Heyman is only second to Vince McMahon uh, with facial reactions. I think his face tells the story. <laughs>
1: Again, you're looking at the best work of somebody's career again at the moment. Heyman's doing some brilliant stuff with Roman, and that that moment was just great. <laughs> yeah, it was so much fun, and I love all the bits backstage with Kayla as well. Like they're working very well together, and yeah, like I said, that seed of doubt's been planted now. And I I, I do wonder. Out, know, I yeah, you know, we we we've spoke about obviously what what's coming up in Saudi. Uh, And we'll we'll get into this in a second, no doubt, but I still wonder if there's something else going on there. If they're going to go in one direction. So Brock
0: has put down the challenge for Roman and Brock said, eh, sorry, Roman said, eh, Brock can get his match against me once I'm done beating Finn Balor. And Finn Balor doesn't come out, but the demon does to a massive pop in Madison Square Garden for the first time ever on Smackdown, apparently.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, very appeared. quick after the sort of tease last week as well. You, you, know, you they could have dragged that out, but no, here we go.
0: <laughs> nope, fuck that. Here we go. No, um, they, they've announced the Demon versus Roman Reigns for the Universal title at Extreme Rules, and they've announced Brock versus Roman but the interesting thing with the press release, they haven't said it's for the Universal title. They've said Brock will take on Roman Reigns no matter what the outcome oh. of, of Extreme Rules. And then it said, will the Universal be on title be on the line by the time these stars get to Saudi Arabia? So you're like, oh, well, my, my, my. <laughs> so looks like we're going to get a big money Saudi match.
1: I mean, obviously the answer is yes. But yeah. uh, like I, I, I was thought, trying to suspend
0: belief, but yeah, of course, it, it, like he's, Roman has beaten Edge, Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, Rey Mysterio, John Cena. He's going to beat the Demon as well, and then he's going to beat um, Brock Lesnar, and it's just going to add to the credibility of whoever eventually beats him.
1: Oh, are they going to swerve? something with lesnar that you know he's he's gonna jump into the stable for a bit and then maybe further down the line when they can take the title off him in, in the u.s would they do something there? i mean that's probably quite a convoluted story that could go on there but you know you you said to me before about how they do love a screwy finish in, uh, in some of these shows that are not on US soil. and you know, would they would they do that? Would they would they really change the title now because of that show? Would they really flip it? Because I think, you know, taking it off Roman before Mania probably isn't the best bit of business they could do. But then you're gonna have to screw Brock out of this one. So, you know, the 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 only other option you've got to run in with Jay and Jimmy, haven't you? And that's that's the way that ends.
0: I think if you screw Brock out of this, because if it's Jimmy and if it's Jimmy and Jay, then he just comes back at Survivor Series and costs Roman and then says, I want my match and I want it now.
1: And he wins the Rumble and then he gets it. Exactly. But
0: I think that the best way out of this is to have... Because it's like, oh, if they spoil the demon, is the demon going to lose him? I think Brock gets involved because the Usos will get involved in the Roman-Balor match. Brock gets involved and then, you know, going for like a big clothesline or a big chair shot or something like that. He misses Roman, he hits Balor. Then you have Brock get taken out by whoever's going to face him at WrestleMania. Not Balor, not a revenge thing because we've seen Brock Balor already. Whoever's going to face Brock at WrestleMania, they take him out. Brock goes away to the Rumble, returns to the Rumble, to eliminate that person in the Rumble, and then after Survivor Series, you have Finn Balor say, "Right, I was screwed at the title. Extreme Rules, you and me, one more time." You know what I mean? Like that. That's how.
1: That's
0: how I think you get round all of that. But it's WWE. They'll probably just go, "Nope, Roman wins."
1: Yeah, more unlikely. I mean, the, the the ultimate swerve and the ultimate, like, you know, WTF moment, swinging it back to a person's debut match against Finn Balor. And obviously there are talks about where people are going and who is going to sign and who is going to re-sign. What if the thing costs him the title? What if Bray Wyatt makes that big return and takes Balor out?
0: Sorry, I had muted my mic there so I could feed my dogs, and then you nearly made me drop the dog food with that that bombshell because I I had forgotten all about the fiend, and yeah, I he's
1: I, he's popped back up on Twitter though hasn't he as Brian he's saying you know that everything comes around. I will see you soon. Oh. Now obviously people are thinking, oh, he's signing with AEW, he's signing with Impact, he's doing this, but what if? Because they have spoke about some people, and we've seen it with Samoa Joe that talent can come back after they've been released. Now, if they can convince him to do this, you know, there's a story to be told there.
0: You know what? I wouldn't be against it. And you know what? We never did get that Bray versus Brock match that was teased uh, in 2016. We never got that.
1: that We never got the Bray-Brock. We never got Demon versus... um, uh, the fiend because that was obviously uh, cut off uh due to illness yep and we then he got... stepped in didn't he of course in that we what turned out to be an incredible match um but we never got it there's yep. a story never... there's something there there's history
0: and just think who did Roman beat for a third option who did yep. Roman beat for the universal title I oh so. I, I love fantasy booking and and, it's, and it's so it, fun inside just... my
1: head in this situation right now that they're in, you know, WWE technically have absolutely nothing to lose. Nothing. They've lost a bunch of talent to AEW now. They've got nothing to lose here. They could they could just go for broke and go, What the hell? Let's throw some money at this dude. We know he's we know he makes money for us. Let's throw some cash at him. Really go for it and go like let's let's just put him in. But you know, if you bring him back you've got to leave him in control of it. But there's something on the there's something there. There's something on the table that they could go with and, and run with that would get over with the fans. And again, you've you've gotta shock them now because why the hell not? You know, just do something that's gonna make people go, What the and as soon as your head turns, then you keep their head there
0: yeah oh you big tease
1: <laughs> it'll never happen but you know
0: <laughs> so yeah some big matches for Roman coming up um, we we talked about obviously the rumours he signed with AEW um, mm-hmm. AEW's all out apparently did over 200,000 pay-per-view buys making it the biggest non WWE pay-per-view since Spring Stampede 1999
1: that's uh, absolutely a great number for AEW and I think, yeah, for it's not for any sort of pay-per-view back in the day like that, and traditional pay-per-view that's not going out on uh like you know, Peacock WWE network. I think that's great. That's you know, that's brilliant business. And and obviously I think the rumors beforehand did them a huge favor. Um I I was at a party that was um that was part of it and the, the fans were so excited you know about uh, about what was going to happen that night and the buzz was real you know like even just talking to my friends beforehand who were into this they were well excited about it because you just thought well you know i'm gonna see this this are they gonna are they gonna drop Yeah, you know, we knew daniel Bryan was coming but when adam cole walked out like, first oh my word what a moment and to watch that live i mean that was a moment in time for people and yeah great numbers uh you know Tony Khan's riding a real crest of a wave right now, and he's, he's got some good stuff going on.
0: Yep. And that's the thing. Like They've built so much goodwill at the minute. If, if AEW hit a bad patch, he's built so much goodwill here, whereas we're talking about WWE, you know, let's go for broke, or let's... Billy Ray talking about the shock era and the anything-can-happen era. I would have to do something because AW All Out was the most. It was an unpredictable pay per view. You
1: know what I mean? Totally. Um, it was. It was one of those that stood out. I. Th- I I'm going to say that it was the best one of this year so far. I think it was the best pay per view I have every promotion this year. Uh, some great matches on the tag match was fantastic. Um, you know, great to see CM Punk's return. Um, a, a yeah, you know, a real slow pace for him to get back into it. A good opponent in Darby Allen who could take a lot of the weight off CM Punk. You know, very good title match, um, with a few flaws in it, and and then yeah, everything that happened at the end. there's some real good. Stuff. I I'll tell you what, I genuinely loved the opener actually with Miro and um, Eddie Kingston. Uh, it was a great match, and yeah, you know, I think that, that pay per view was. A very, very good pay-per-view.
0: I'll take you back to the start of the show, John, and I'll tell you why you like that Miro-Eddie Kingston match. Go on. Because it was big, meaty men slapping meat.
1: <laughs> yes, it was two big, meaty men slapping meat without a doubt. And, uh, yeah, that was that was a great match. That was a great match.
0: As well... Um, Obviously, AEW doing that number. I don't think many WWE pay-per-views, other than WrestleMania, did get that many.
1: No, I don't think they're sort of in the same echelons, are they, you know, in, in, in that. Um, I mean, looking at the uh, sort of buy rates for for this year, so sort of pull up a list we've got right now. Um I say, you know, the the estimated buy numbers, the the, the well over two hundred thousand buys was, you know, was very very good, um, and yeah, I can't, I can't actually find any for. Um,
0: well, but, I'm not I'm not meaning this yeah. year. I'm meaning more the like. Oh, pre- so in general.
1: Yeah. Pre- well, yeah. I mean, general, yeah. Like you like said, the- outside WrestleMania and and like say some Summer Slams. there's been some huge Summer Slams. but yeah, you're looking at sort of three hundred thousand. Yeah, the there's one I've seen here at five hundred and fifty thousand in two thousand. and I wonder if you can work out which pay per view that was.
0: Was it SummerSlam two thousand? It wasn't. Oh right, wait, give give me. What was the main
1: event? <laughs> uh, I'm I'm going to look right now as we're on here. um it was uh, it was one that I, I did not expect to see this at a five hundred thousand buy rate. Uh, the
0: oh no no no! In fact, don't tell me. Um, is it Austin's return? Is it No Mercy two thousand? It was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: And those people were shortchanged by that match.
1: <laughs> yes, they were. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, oh. I don't think they've. Um, yeah, I, I don't think they. Yeah, sort of like getting any more than that number, really. No.
0: Yeah. Well, fair enough. Well well done to AEW. It's a massive achievement in the sort of illegal streaming era, the sort of, you know, the network era where obviously a lot of people have the networks just so they don't need to buy pay-per-views if they they fancy it. It's a great achievement. So we'll move on to some problematic comments made by Tommy Dreamer Mm. uh, on this week's Dark Side of the Ring. The Dark Side of the Ring this week was all about the plane ride from hell. So if you haven't, you don't know what the plane ride from hell was, essentially coming back from an overseas tour. A lot of the crew and wrestlers got very drunk, very stoned, behaved inappropriately, fights broke out, and Ric Flair, apparently, which was his party trick back in the day, was walking around the cabin with his robe on and nothing else. And one, one stewardess has alleged that he backed her into a corner and made her touch him in his private areas. Tommy Dreamer's comments have upset some people because they made it, his comments made it seem as if it was some sort of joke gone wrong. He said, Oh, he's the nature boy. That's what he does. Um, But some people obviously take offence to that, and people aren't happy because they think it 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 not borderline. It is. It's almost victim blaming.
1: It was not exactly a smart thing to say. Yeah, that was a very very bad take uh, on a situation which, quite frankly, should never have happened in the first place because that behaviour just is not acceptable. Yeah, it doesn't matter whether you are. Yeah, I, I don't care how intoxicated you are. That is not the way, you know, you behave on a on a chartered flight when you're representing the company. Yeah, that you just don't do that kind of stuff. And when when I saw the episode this morning and I heard what Tommy said and and how he framed it yeah my jaw was on the floor because i was like you can't justify this in any way by just going <laughs> rick flair not it <laughs> yeah that that doesn't wash i'm afraid and there's there's no way you can kind of say that that was acceptable at all yeah it, it was it just no. wasn't good <sighs> Yeah,
0: I, it was a very much a oh, what is he like? like so it, it it bordered on the, the like the old saying that people bring up is the uh, boys will be
1: boys. Yeah, the and, the exact words that ran my head just then.
0: And all people brought up in um, JR's comments about um, <clears throat> pardon me, he said Ric Flair's the life of the party. Um, and if you know him, you know when the party's over for you, but it's just beginning for him. He went, so you just shut your eyes and you leave. And that's well, sort of... Like, it, yeah. yeah, and it's sort of like excusing his behaviour just because it's like, well, I wasn't there, I left. I knew he was going to be, you know, X, Y, and Z instead of saying, like, actually, I confronted him about his behaviour. Um, The whole thing, like, certain... Certain comments by obviously JR's comments are a bit like, well, that's not okay. But Dreamer's ones are like just horrendously bad.
1: Yeah, he clearly did not really think about what he was saying here at all. And yeah, we we all are very close to our friends, and yeah, we we will defend our friends till the end of time. But when it comes to defending the indefensible, you can't do that. And unfortunately, that rule has to go out the window. And yeah, that was the indefensible right there. Yeah. And not that Yeah. You know, Tommy with a a terrible, a terrible take on that. And, and it, it wasn't a good thing. And yeah, you know, um, I'm just looking at a, a tweet here from Sean Ross Sapp. Um, apparently he's not going to be at um, Impact Tapings this weekend
0: yeah well right call get him out of the firing line absolutely um, just for anyone who else who doesn't know about the plane ride for hell what other incidents
1: that happened on that um, I mean there Michael wasn't much was there so yeah say that again there wasn't much going on on the plane was there
0: no you? no no not a lot just um, Mr. Perfect um challenged Brock Lesnar to a, a shoot fight. Uh, Brock, knowing that he could handle him, ignored him, as most people do. Paul Heyman informed Brock that the wrestling business is not like that. And if you if you back down from him now, you won't get any respect. Brock was pushed too far and r- tackled, <laughs> tackled perfect into the side of the plane, according to witnesses, inches away from the emergency exit. We had Michael P.S. Hayes getting to the halfway up the aisle, realising he was about to piss his pants and pull out his penis and was about to pee, thankfully couldn't, on Linda McMahon, his his, his boss's wife. He had X-Pac, who, when Michael Hayes fell asleep, cut his ponytail off. Cut Michael P.S. Hayes' ponytail off, sorry. And god knows what scott hall was doing that was so bad that he got fired and rick flair didn't what 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 have we not heard about scott hall because there, there was a he...
1: there was an allegation made against scott on the on the show by uh the the same flight attendant who was talking about um rick flair um and scott uh did say to the team that he didn't recall any of it, but there was a a fairly serious allegation. And he came off that plane apparently in a wheelchair, which um, just incredible managed to get for him and push him through customs. This is obviously all in in, in the episode, Uh, pushed him through customs as he was passed out. And they basically decided that because he was so wasted on everything that he had taken and, and drank that they, that he had to go. And he was he was in a situation where they brought him back on the road. He wasn't right to go on the road. And you know that he shouldn't have been in that position in the first place. But he was so intoxicated it was game over. Jesus.
0: Like I I see I actually haven't seen the episode, but I know the story pretty well because I've heard like multiple recounts of it. I've read it in Brock Lesnar's book. You know, it, it's sort of the it's sort of the go-to story that people tell, like, oh, wait till you hear this. You know what I mean? But obviously some of the takes on Dark Side of the Ring and some of the defences made for people were just, as you said, indefensible.
1: Totally is. I mean, there were things that I learned about that playing Ride From Hell on that show, which, you yeah, sort know, of just utterly blew my mind. And You didn't think it was what it was and then you find out that it's sort of 10 times worse
0: so we talked about obviously AEW and the momentum it's creating and like next week's dynamite looks sensational like
1: next week's dynamite, it's like a pay-per-view
0: yeah it like they've named it dynamite grand slam and you can see why um Kenny Omega is going to take on Brian Danielson, non-title match. There's going to be an interview with CM Punk forty-eight hours before he fights uh, Powerhouse Hobbs on Rampage, his first TV match in over seven years. Do you know who his
1: last pay-per-view, sorry, his last TV singles match was against? Oh, uh, I don't. I knew his pay-per-view match, but I can't remember his last TV match. Was it someone like? Oh, it, I bet it was like some No Mark, wasn't it? I, I don't know.
0: It was the legend and king of the ring alumni, Billy Gunn. No. It was, yes, because oh remember the Outlaws word. were back about 2014 as sort of the like, authority henchman.
1: Jeez, oh, I remember his his last singles pay per view match was against Ryback. But. Yeah, that's my right. Because he had other ones like that were, you know, they're in triple threats and stuff. But. Yeah, his last singles one was um, was Ryback. Right that that's uh, that's two to go out on right there, isn't it?
0: <laughs> um, Cody Rhodes is back. He's taking on Malachi Black. Um, I'm hoping this is me and Grant talked about this last week on Central. Cody Rhodes Ring of Honor, where he had input but not the final say, was sensational. Yeah. Cody Rhodes in AEW, where he sort of has the has the complete control. Isn't the best. Um, I, believe, I believe two of our members, David and I can't remember. can remember who else he was arguing with, but they were arguing about how they like David doesn't like it, and the other one does. <laughs> it's a case of I, I I think if you like Cody Rhodes, you're sort of going to defend him. If you don't really have a dog in the fight, you're kind of like. Actually this is kinda what we've accused Triple H of for years.
1: Yeah, I mean the booking of this one's just gotta be sensible. I mean for me, yeah you know, they're building Malachi Black up so well. Uh I I think a loss here would probably derail that a tiny bit. You've got to make him look ultra dominant. And yeah, I, I you know, he has to win this, but it's gonna be it should be a spectacle.
0: Are you uh, a Marvel? The Marvel TV shows that were on Netflix. Did you watch them? Yes. What about Malachi Black fighting with Night Nurse?
1: <laughs> yeah, that would work. It's different, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It, obviously,
0: dynamite uh, the other night when she was just in the building, just scrapping with people. You're like, yeah.
1: Jesus I mean, obviously, like I know the connection now, but. Like, when I heard, oh, Rosario Dawson's here, and then when I saw it, and then she's jumping on his back, I'm like, oh, what? Is this really happening? Yeah, it is happening. And she's wearing a Nightmare Family jacket, and you're like, okay.
0: At this point, who's not in the Nightmare Family? It's like the Kennedys.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I think I've got a jacket somewhere.
0: Uh, David and Tom, by the way, for the listeners, they were the two members of our group that were arguing about Cody. Tom was very much on the side of Cody. He thinks the likes of MJF came out better for the feud with Cody. Uh, David David argued the Brody Lee uh, situation, and I think think we just get a wee bit sick of the America, America uh, (laughs) sort of the American grit. So sort of thing yeah. like we get it your dad was the american dream like ted dibiase jr didn't hit us over the head with his dad's gimmick as much
1: yeah he didn't come in and like you know start being the million dollar man did he
0: no he, he had the title later on but he wasn't like going ha, ha,
1: ha, ha. <laughs> yeah he doesn't he didn't have to do that yeah you know? That that was actually one of the the few matches that I, I really didn't enjoy the the whole thing with with the go go I didn't enjoy that but um, no, it, it just didn't work out you know I, I like Anthony a go go um he's he's you know he seems to have a very good passion for it and, and he seems to enjoy himself what he's doing but that whole that whole thing's been done to death and it didn't need to be done again um, yeah but yeah I mean yeah Cody I, he's he's not gonna come out on top of this surely just they can't do 50 50 booking with this series destroyed him already but malachi black is 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 a big 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 star there and they've got to make him look like a huge star a, an absolute killer um it's just got to work out that way
0: uh, we've got flying brian jr against mgf mgf's heel work and twitter work on this one has been so good
1: absolute gold
0: the tweeting pictures of brian pillman uh, brian pillman jr's mum from dark side of the ring calling his sister an inbred the fact that during like the apart the a party, brian pillman jr tweeted out that uh, during the segment between the two of them on dynamite i think it was two weeks ago that his sister gets so excited that her water broke and she went into labour,
1: <laughs> <So, laughs>
0: and MGF's like, ah, "I've destroyed this hillbilly family." It just,
1: it's cr- it, it, he's so good on the mic and and yeah, just basically giving people hassle. It's unbelievable. I mean, and and I think that should be a very good match as well.
0: Yeah, um, we have FTR versus Sting and Darby Allen in matches you never thought you'd see. <laughs>
1: Totally random, but I'm there for it. And uh, Ruby Soho
0: finally getting her AEW. I say finally; she's just done. Ruby Soho getting her AEW, um title opportunity against Doctor Britt Baker
1: DMD. Surely they're not going to change the title already. There's a longer story to be told here. Has got to be right.
0: Maybe I always like and like. See, whenever I ever see um Britt Baker, I always start going DMD on Dynamite. <laughs> DMD, <laughs> I'm so I'm so upset. Dynamite is moving from TNT. Oh, of course, yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> it doesn't have the same ring, does it? TBS, <laughs> it doesn't Dynamite. work. No, it doesn't work. <laughs> no, um. I agree, there's a longer story to be told there. Um, Britt Baker still is miles to run with the with the title.
1: Yep, she's total money.
0: But I wouldn't mind, you know, we talked about unpredictability, I wouldn't mind a sort of like rock mankind, Sasha Charlotte, where they drop the title back and forward to each other. Yeah, like sort they're of so evenly about. Matched. They're so evenly matched that they end up, you know, Coming out on top, you know, somehow each time. Like, it, I think that, think that could be an interesting story to tell. Uh, just a massive Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega. Oh, oh my God! Injects it. Yes, just, just going to be epic. It's it, people are saying like, oh, they're doing it straight away. Like, you knew it was coming. Like, why don't we just do it now?
1: Like- and at least it's not for the
0: title. Yeah, and that's, like, we talk about wrestling fans never being happy. Like, if you, at the next pay-per-view, went, oh, by the way, Kenny Omega, he's going to face the man that won the number one contenders battle royal on Rampage last week. He's going to fight Ricky Starks. They just have a random name there. Go fight Ricky Starks, and people be like, oh, my God, why? We know it's going to be Danielson, or we know it's going to be, you know, uh, Adam Page, blah, blah, blah. People would be upset, but if they went, okay, next pay per view, Daniel Bryan, Kenny Omega. Oh my God, why are you doing it so soon?
1: Yeah. And what did we say before as well? You know, you you get these people in, like, you know, like a Finn Balor or someone like that, and you put them in a title match and then they lose it immediately. You know, this is a big match against the champion. There's no title on the line. You know, so Omega doesn't have to win this. Yeah, exactly. you know, there can be a screw job. It doesn't matter. They can lead to st- you know lead to something further down the line, but yeah, you know, th- that doesn't have to be the the big upset here. It you know it doesn't matter, and you know nobody's going to lose out on this one.
0: Exactly. It's it's going to be a great match. The winners are going to like, sound like a pure passive. The real winner will be sport. The fans will be the real winners. <laughs>
1: And let's uh, face it, that yeah. stadium, it's seen some cracking scenes over the past week or so. So, I mean, it's going to see even more, Yeah, you know, with uh, Where is this, it being held? This... Sorry? Where is it being held? Well, this is the Arthur Ashe show, isn't
0: it? Isn't it? wouldn't the... Oh, I know, that's where they...
1: Emirati China, of course, picked yeah, up the uh, US Open. That, that's, that's the Grand Slam bit, isn't it?
0: I was about to call her Emma Bakuna because Rangers have signed a guy called Janino Bakuna, and now that's
1: just in my head. And now it's in your mind, and you can't stop and yourself. Exactly.
0: <laughs>
1: but yeah, I mean, like that—that that is a, um, a, a you know a huge show with, a, and that stadium's going to look incredible there.
0: I didn't know it was in a tennis stadium, and now the term "impact Grand Slam" me- makes so much more sense. Like AW Grand Slam makes so much more sense to me.
1: It's all there isn't it. It's, it's in right. your head. The Arthur Ashe Stadium coming <laughs> up on the twenty second is going to be massive, <sighs> and you know, like like I said, to be there in that stadium. Look, I, when I watched uh, Emerald Chanu in the in the final, and uh, I looked at that stadium. I, I just for that moment went, oh, that's gonna look really good with the ring in the centre of it and all them fans, if they're gonna use the entire thing, that's gonna look like a brilliant stadium for AEW, that.
0: You know what needs to happen now? Go on. WWE
1: needs to run Wimbledon.
0: Oh, can you imagine that? Seriously. Muddy Mania. It's running wild, brother.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna happen though, isn't it? They're gonna do something like that, yeah, you know, just to just have that extra edge something different in the UK I mean they've been crying for a UK pay-per-view haven't they but that, like a, an iconic venue like that you know forget Wembley go to Wimbledon you know and see yeah. if that works any better I mean obviously I'd say come to Anfield but yeah, you know, <laughs> that's <laughs> just me <laughs> I mean maybe we could get into Ibrox I don't know or, or you know Celtic Park. you can get somewhere I can't oh make- no
0: no you, you were right first time right <laughs> first time. there we go we well, <laughs>
1: Well the Steven Gerrard. the
0: Stephen Gerrard testimonial pay-per-view beamed <laughs> live from Anfield and Ibrooks.
1: <laughs> Can you imagine the post match interview with Stephen Gerrard though? Yeah. Um yeah, yeah, you know. And uh you know, uh that's pretty much all it'd be. Exactly.
0: Thought Brock played well in the first half, but thought he got complacent, let the USOs in. And uh I, I went Jamie Carriger instead of i I'd say i went Jamie Carriger, I've clearly went more Harry Enfield, like <laughs>
1: in the Scouts There'd be lots yeah, it'd be, it'd be brilliant. It needs to be it needs to happen.
0: But um we'll we'll wrap up this discussion, we'll wrap up the show with uh, Campbell's question. A, a bit of a change this week. So David Campbell every week posts in our community, Eat Sleep suplex, retweet community, which you can join. Um he posted after Big E's title win. He was asking the question, where do you see the champions going uh, in the draft? Obviously, Big E was still on SmackDown at the time. It's now been confirmed he is now a Raw roster member. So, John, I'm going to put something different to you. Mm -hmm. And I asked about who you thought could use a change of scenery. So, who would you like to see from Raw face Roman Reigns for the title on SmackDown and who would you like to see from SmackDown move over to Raw and fight Biggie for the title?
1: Oh wow let me uh let me think about this for a second as I look at uh, the entire roster for Monday night Raw. Um so someone to face Roman Reigns for the title. There's some there's some good talent on there, you know you could really go for it. Um Oh I I don't I don't know if we've had this. Should we had if we had this one? AJ Styles?
0: We've had it and it was great. It was um Extreme Rules 2016.
1: I have another answer,
0: but just because no, no, was... you're welcome to give me the other answer, but AJ Styles is a great it was going to be one of my answers as well.
1: It's it's a great show. I'm just wonder uh, they'd have to they'd have to super build him and do it fast. But I'd like to see it carrying across.
0: Next one, uh, I think. You know what? If if we're gonna go, people that need to be built and repackaged and all that. I want to see T-Bar return to Dominic Dijakovic. Oh
1: and yeah.
0: Phase Roman, but looking at the raw roster. You know what? Someone who is underutilised at the minute and really should be doing more considering who he is. I'd like to see Jeff Hardy against Roman Reigns.
1: That would be interesting.
0: Uh, I'll go Jeff Hardy to move to SmackDown to fight Roman Reigns. And if we go to SmackDown, who's who's moving to uh, Raw to fight Big E? Oof. They
1: could have some fun with this one, I think. Um... KO oh you bastard! <laughs>
0: <laughs> right I tell you what if you went that I'll go I was going to say Owens because he took Big E out after um, Wrestlemania yeah. and he was Kofi's first opponent you know what I'll go I'll go little and large
1: Rey okay. Mysterio against Big E wow can you imagine that that would be a good match that would be fun it would be something different yeah I, I mean, no, if it wasn't KO, just because I think KO deserves it right now. I think you know he's at he's at a level where he can instantly jump into a feud, a top level feud. The other person I would go with would be Cesaro. Yes,
0: see again, and it's for the third time on the show. Big E, yeah. man, slapping meat. <laughs>
1: that's it, and that's what I mean. Can you imagine Cesaro yeeting up Big E for the swing?
0: Amazing absolutely amazing i'll be all over it nice one right we'll wrap it up there before we say goodbye and thank you to john just a reminder itunes anchor spotify and android eat sleep suplex retweet is where you can find our interviews reviews news and previews all in the one place and of course at suplex retweet twitter facebook instagram youtube you name it we're on it let us know what you think on the eat sleep suplex retweet community get involved in the conversation and, of course, before I wrap up, thank you very much, John, for joining
1: us. My pleasure, my friend. Always good.
0: Lovely to have you. We'll see you next week. Cheerio-bye.
1: Hello, I am Jack Graham. I am Scott McLeod. And I'm David Hockney. And you can catch us
0: most in one of the greatest shows in the history of podcasts. Saturday Draft Live. You can share in every Saturday to find out who on the ESSR has the best chance of winning the current season of our
1: Saturday Draft. As always you can catch Saturday Draft Live on all good podcasting platforms.